tēnā koutou. You're listening to a co-education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Kia ora, ko Rochelle tōku ingua. My name's Rochelle and I'm part of the learning experience team at Core. And with me today is Anne Keneally and Derek Winmoth, who are both facilitators at Core Education. And today we're discussing designing online learning, in particular, a learner-centred approach. So Derek, you were telling me about a principal who during last year, when most schools, in fact all schools, were having to do online learning, there were challenges and there were different approaches. And I really liked the story you told me about the focus that he had and what he put in place. Could you share that story, please? Yeah, kia ora, Rochelle. Look, I think I was very encouraged speaking recently with the principal of a large urban secondary school uh, who was explaining or describing for me how he and his staff worked when the lockdown was um, uh, announced. And it's, it stands in stark contrast to some of the stories that I heard from elsewhere, from teachers and from parents who were talking or describing uh, circumstances where they're their students were expected to be online kind of, you know, each hour on the hour for Zoom sessions. And it was like a continuation of what had always happened in classrooms. It was just trying to to transfer over. And this principle described uh, what was happening in their school. And it boiled down, in my view, to two really strategic and key leadership decisions that he made or, uh, and communicated to staff. And the first was he gave his staff permission uh, by saying it's not about the content and the delivery and the coverage. What you have to think about first is your students. So establish uh, ways of interacting and communicating with them to make sure that they're okay um, and that they are that they they are understanding that it's all right to to learn at the pace and the way and so forth that they can. And that gave staff permission to explore in different ways. The second thing that I thought was really, really good, though, was the um, he, he was quite strong in emphasising that they shouldn't get bound up by the attendance kind of regime that, that dominates most secondary school thinking. And so it was all right not to think about students um, having to be online at regular times as the means of measuring and, and uh, assessing how engaged they were, that actually they could build a higher level of trust in their students to be completing tasks when they're not present in, the, in that virtual sense. And as a result, they, he saw lots of things happening in the school. Some staff really struggled, but because of the permission giving, they had the support of other staff, and together it seems that they, they did particularly well. And they've got now a, a story that they captured through interviews with students and parents and that afterwards, which really affirms that approach that they took. And, and to me, the icing on the cake is now a year later as they start this new year and have reflected on that whole experience, it's led them to thinking about the value of that experience and forcing them to think differently about their practice and the way they engage with their students. And so in that particular school, they've embarked uh, this year on a school-wide focus on learner agency to really actively explore how they can bring that idea, the ideas, the experience they provided for students online into their classroom practice. What you were saying then also resonated with me for what my year 10 Tamamatamua experienced with his high school, where he had work set 
and the check-ins were very short and he actually looked forward to them because they weren't long and he he told me about some friends he knew who said mum they have to be online through their whole maths lesson when are they meant to do the stuff I liked also the fact that as you say it was about relationships with the principal and his leadership for the teachers and giving them agency and also giving the learners agency and and you were saying that you also had talked to someone who was in quite a different situation who's a teacher in a rural school and I was wondering if you could share their experience with online learning last year. Sure, kia ora Rochelle, a quite contrast to Derek I'm going to talk to you about a very small rural school. So initially when um, isolating and online learning happened they were very concerned about maintaining the relationship. So they got together, spent some time and decided one way would work if they combined both classes, one doc and shared it with all learners and all family and they just started as a news board. Initially they thought it would be as a way of outward sharing so they could connect with all the parents alongside their morning Zoom. They had a a Zoom each morning just to connect. Suddenly they found that Fano were able to contribute to the extent they were happy with and share what was going on at home. So suddenly it was a two-way learning experience. So what set out as a relationship building exercise very quickly broke down a lot of barriers from school and home, um, involved a lot of learner agency because learner every learner had the choice about what they shared, how much they shared, whether it was written or images of what was going on in their life at home. And Fano were very engaged as well. Now, when they came back to school, the learners were keen for that to continue. And it's continued right through to now. It's morphed into something of quite, quite beautiful, really. This morning I see their news board has a little clip of Dave Merton's dad with the Chatham Island Robin out in the Chatham Islands. Now, learners are dictating the clips that are shared, the conversation that's happening. So there's full engagement post the online learning and teaching experience. You've been listening to a core education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Tēnā rā koutou.